Hey, 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 adventurers. Welcome back to your daily dungeon, proudly presenting Cursor Strahd. Uh, we bring our adventurers back today to find themselves, uh, I think, fighting ghouls, right? A bunch of ghouls just came up in the stairwell you guys are in? Zambies. I don't know. You you I tell us. So. It's actually not a stairwell. I misspoke. It's a it's, yeah, it's a hallway. It's a cobblestone hallway that's uh, basically a cross section, um, or a cross if you want to call it that. And uh, in each direction, you guys look, you see there's two ghouls stacked up back to back in the hallway directly in front of you. I think Nork was up in the front, right? I think so, yeah. So Nork is up front. Uh, Nork to your left, you hear the sound of more ghastly hauling, howling and the fetid stench of rotten flesh is permeating your nostril. Uh, you you hear that there's more kind of like... kind of noises going on, like zombies. Like, they're within 16 cubes of you. That's how Minecraft works, right? Never heard of that. Yeah, so let's go ahead and uh, roll initiative. I just want everybody to know that before we were started recording this, I rolled my d20 and I got a natural 20. It's important Doesn't that count. you know that because now I just rolled a natural one. 55. So did I. So did I, man. I just rolled a natural one. <laughs> I got a 55. Okay. All right. Uh, so uh, top of the order. Uh, so 20 to 15. Anybody there? Yeah, I got a 17. So Tavros with a 17. All right, following that, uh, the ghouls go after Davros. Uh, let's see, 14 to 10. Uh, me. Bijo, all right. And uh, 9 to 5. That'd be me. Norik. And then 4 to 1. I got yep. a 2. I, got, I also I got, got a two. Oh, I got a three. Yes. So, Mel, uh, I would assume that more than likely uh, Amnon has a higher dex than... Yeah. He definitely has the... I have the lowest dex on the party. So Amnon's Zarbdok. And then Watts. All right, Davros, you are going first in issue of order. I asked that all of you prepare what you'd like to do. You're in a cross-section. Um, we're starting with Davros, but Davros, I believe, was second to last in the line order. Yep. So, I'm going to put a D for Davros back here at the back. I think at the very back, was that Mel at the very, very ass end of the group? Or was that, uh, no, it's probably Watt. If it's me, I'm usually in the back. Which would put, the order is now Nork. Mm, I believe. Wait, I believe it's Nork, Mel, DJ and Amnon, and then uh, Davros and Watt usually bring up the rear. I believe so, anyway. So, just to kind of paint this picture, again, I said you're in that cross section. Uh, you guys took a left at a corner to get to this cross section. Watt, you have not yet rounded the corner, and Davros, you are currently rounding the corner as this creature has crawled up from the ground. I believe, Nork, you struck it a couple times as it was climbing up. Struck it once with my greatsword. Correct. So that leaves this one in front, but you do hear the sounds of three more 
uh, one of the three is directly in front of you for a total of four ghasts or ghouls, not ghasts. So, what would you want to do, uh, Nork? Let me take another swing at this one in front of me. All right, that's make... going to be my top priority. Alrighty, uh, that's uh, one attack action. Okay, go ahead. All right. I'm sorry, 22. I don't know if that matters. 22 to hit is a hit. Yeah, I sure hope it does. <laughs> and, uh, nine damage. Let's see here. So you strike it for nine damage. You see the blade strike across the top of this thing's shoulder, and it wrenches in pain. Uh, you notice that it actually visibly reacts to the pain. Boop. Alrighty. Uh, is that your turn? Anything else you'd like to do? You have a movement, an action, and a bonus action. Able to swing, uh, take another swing at it with my sword. Uh, yeah. Are you what level are you guys again? Four. Level four. Yeah, four. I don't think you have extra attack yet, as uh, as an Eldritch Knight. That's right here. I'm looking. Um, so, that's the end of your turn unless you'd like to move or use a bonus action. No, I'll just take the end of my turn. Okay. So, the ghouls are up next. This first ghoul is going to actually stand there and fight you, Nork. Well, the next one's going to step around the school and step to everyone's right. Uh, he's now in this hallway to the right, adjacent. So, Nork, he's beside you to your right, directly beside you. And Mel, he's in front of you to your right. Uh, Mel, this ghoul is going to reach forward and attempt to bite you. Oh, bring it. Uh, he crit fails. <laughs> he bites himself. Uh, Good. <laughs> I, I know, uh, you know what? I give him the middle finger and he's, he's so appalled that he can't, he can't even bring himself to attack me. <laughs> uh, I can't believe Mel, someone would actually do that. Go ahead and roll an arcana check on these ghouls. An arcana check? Mm-hmm. All right. That's a 21. All righty. Uh, so, Mel, due to your class of wizard, you can tell that these ghouls uh, have been granted their uh, status as ghoul by a higher power. Uh, a dark necromantic ritual resides within the very halls of this ruin that you're in. And these ghouls are members of the cultists, undead. Uh, meaning that the master of the house, Gustav's cult, has in some way, shape, or form succeeded in their efforts to become uh, undead. Huh. So I, you also would know that ghouls are in some way semi-sentient. Okay. Uh, they're not zombies. These things understand. These things uh, kind of think about like zombies in D and D are like George A. Romero's, like Night of the Walking Dead zombies, like the or Night of the Living Dead. They're they're literally brainless yeah. dumbasses. Ghasts are more like the modern day zombies that can like run around and have sort of intelligence and like seek things and and, and hunger flesh. Gotcha. Man, yeah. I wish I was level five. 
So this gas uh, that attempted to hit you misses. Nork, the one in front of you swings at you. There's probably not a chance in hell it's going to hit you. Nope. 11 to hit. Miss. Uh, the two that you hear to your left, Nork, come running down the hallway. Uh, the one that's running down the hallway is going to dive at you, Eric, and attempt to tackle you. Give me a what? grapple check. <laughs> Counter. Sorry. It's uh, it's just a, a grapple. Oh, he's going he's gonna to miss. He dives and, and falls just short. Eric. Just short of me? Just short of you. I flip him off to you. And then this final one, Nork, is going to come running up. And uh, he has actually no space to get to you because you're plugging up a really important hole, Nork. And the wizard's also plugging up the hole to get to everybody else. So that's their turn. Uh, basically, Nork, you are surrounded. There's a ghoul on your right, front, and left. And the one on your left is prone. And there's one behind him. Uh, so now we have Dejo's turn. All right, uh, Dijo. Okay, so let me get this straight. There's four. Or mm -hmm. two. Okay, there's, there's four. four of them. All right, where are they in relation to me? There's two like ahead of me. Is that right? There's so there's uh, so if Nork is is two people ahead of you, you're behind yeah. Mel. Yeah, and there's uh, one next to him, right? Yeah, there's there's three next to him. Okay. He's surrounded on all sides, save for the side that, which is his backside. Okay. So if, like, Nork is standing in the center of a T, he's got one on each side of him, save for one. All right, so I guess, I don't know what order, I guess, I want to get about 15 feet away from the zombies, like, toward the back of the group, I guess. Uh, and I want to try and hide. Um, let's see. Does that make sense? You can't, uh, quite, get, you can't quite, everyone's packed in about five feet from each other. It's going to be difficult unless you, um... Yeah, you, I don't think you can. You, you're okay. in a fighting space here. You can hide. You can make a hide check, but you all can't really right, yeah. get any farther back unless you want to move through people's squares to get all the way to the back end of the group. No, I, I, no I don't want to do that. Yeah. Um, I, how far away am I? Like five, ten feet away? Uh, you're about... Or from the ghouls? You're about... Let's see here. Um, five, ten... You're about ten feet away from the closest ghoul. Okay. All right. Well, I'm just going to hide, and I'm going to attack... One of the ones that's uh, around Dylan. All right, the one directly in front of him, uh, or the one to his left. The one to your to his right's concealed to you partially. Whichever the, one, uh, it looks like it might attack him again or, or whatever. All of them. The okay, answer is all, right. all of them. Just the closest one, uh, to me, I guess. All right, roll the hit. All right. Let's see, and it fell. Hold on. <laughs> Ian, we, yes. Are we all completely surrounded? Uh, no. Watts, Watt doesn't even know what's going on, other than the sounds of like now fighting has broken out and like ghoulish howls. Does eleven hit? Uh, an eleven misses, but also you need to roll a stealth check and roll at advantage if I tell you so. So go ahead and roll that stealth check. I forgot to ask for that first. Okay, so yeah, let me roll that stealth check. Uh, 20. Okay. 20. Yeah, go ahead and roll at advantage. Okay. All right. So, let me roll for that again. Um, I rolled a, uh, 13 this time. That's a hit. All right, sweet. All right. So, you shoot the closest one to you, which is directly to the left of Nork. Okay. Yeah. 
That sounds good. Roll damage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I like blinked out for a second. Okay. No, that's okay. We expected of you. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Alright. So that's. I get sneak attack, don't I? Yes. Okay, so that's 3d6. Alright, that's 4, 6. Uh, uh, that's 8 plus my dex, right? No. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, yeah. You had, so you, had, you had your dex on your weapon damage, not on the sneak attack. Yeah, I don't know what I'm thinking. What, 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 do, I, what do I add to my damage? Your, it's your, weapon, your damage die? Are you, you're using a short bow, right? Yeah. So it's a d6 plus your dex. Yeah. Plus okay. whatever your sneak attack is, which I think is it 2d6 or 3d6 at this level? It's 2d6. All right, so yeah. That's uh, 3d6 plus dex. Eight, uh, 12. 12 damage. 12, 12 damage. Yep. So you fire an arrow and it clips the uh, in the uh, the arm. Uh, you see it just howl and rip the arrow out and snap it in half. Ow. Wow. All right, Nork. Seems mad. Oh, you know what? Nork went way, 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 way earlier than I thought he than, than he actually was. It's actually Davos is supposed to go first. Yeah, Oops. I was gonna ask about that, but I figured I would just let it happen. I figured I was wrong. Uh, well, uh, here's one of those moments that the DM can say you're not wrong. Hey. So, uh, Davros, <clears throat> you round the corner and uh, you. Look at him, you're like, ha, ah, bitch, my first turn, actually, and he hits first. <laughs> okay, um, so, give me a little bit of, like, geography here. Like, is, you said there's two from, but there's, you can pretty much only fit through one at a time? Yeah, you can only fit through one at a time, the intersecting, creating a T-junction, and Nork is basically is occupying... anyone in that intersection? Yes, there's... There's technically there are four people in the intersection, or really there's five. There's Nork in the dead center of it, Mel coming from your direction, and then a ghoul on each side of Nork that is not occupied. Okay, um, I'm gonna pick whichever one of the pathways I can see first. Probably the one directly in front of me. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna drop a moonbeam just on on the other side of Nork. Uh, okay. Uh, it needs to make a con save, right? I'm pretty sure I'm opening it up real quick, so I don't think it's wrong. It it fails. It no matter what, what whatever fucking save it was, it fails. <laughs> uh, what is what is the area of effect on Moonbeam? It's just a five foot square. Five foot radius, um, forty foot high cylinder. If you pass through it, it's two d ten radiant damage. Roll damage. Is it pass through like it or stuck in turn? When, uh, sorry, when a creature enters the spell's area for the first time, or if it starts to... So it entered into the area for the turn, so we'll roll, you roll the damage now, and then on any subsequent turn, you move it, or a creature walks through it, it takes damage. Yeah. So... And you double that because it's undead. 
this creature only had six points of health left, so you just did uh, thirty-eight points of damage to it, so it's dead. Is it? Immolate. <laughs> uh, yes, it immolates in a holy burst of fire as it withers and dies before Norik. Alrighty, that's your turn, Mel. I mean, Davros, unless you'd like to do something like move or bonus action. Uh. No, Davros is pretty fucking satisfied, honestly. Okay. <laughs> so, it, uh, it's now Mel's turn. Uh, Since Nork went, so we're gonna skip where Nork would have been. Let's see. Amnon, you up next. All right. So, I've got like two of them right in front of me, right? Yes, there's one to your right and one to your left. One's prone, one is not. Hmm, okay. So, what you thinking? Best major armor on myself. That's what I'm going to uh, do this turn. Okay. Two right and... in front of me. Okay, sounds good. That's your turn. Amnon, it is your turn. Alright, so... The uh... one directly in front of Nork is dead, and there's a moonbeam in that space. Additionally, there is one prone on the ground to the left of Nork and one standing up to the right of Nork. The one that is standing up to the right of Nork, I am going to shoot an Eldritch Blast at. Okay. You said to the left or the right, I apologize. To the right, the one that's not prone. Okay, roll the hit. And that is going to be a 18. That's a hit. All right. Actually, that was a 20, but yeah, still. Roll damage. Uh, that is six damage. Six damage. All right, you whap it in the chest. It howls in anger. Uh, it is now Watt's turn. Watt, you are all the way at the back end, the ass end of the group. You're around the corner. You hear the sounds of fighting and Davros. You see Davros cast a spell. So what thought that the sounds that he heard coming down the hallway were wet? Not expecting a fight around the corner. Um, <laughs> when he rounds the corner, is there anything close enough? The cat of nine tails has the five foot reach. Is there a way I can go like and dip something? Or am I stuck in the? Yeah, can I hit anything with that, or am I stuck in the back of the group? No, you're just a little far back. You can run forward if you want to through. Let's see, five, ten, fifteen, twenty. Uh, you actually really can't get anywhere, because you, even if you wanted to get next to an enemy, you'd either have to stand on the moonbeam, which I think will deal damage to you. Doesn't distinguish friend or foe. Or right. you have to try to push an enemy out of the way and strength check it to move it backwards. Up to you if you want to do that. Um, yeah, I'm just gonna draw my, my silver sword and run for and try to get close to one of the enemies so I can attack it. Get to the gonna, are you, so are you gonna try to weigh into the enemy and, uh, into, and take his square? Um, yeah, can I, like, shove the one that's on the right of Nork back a square? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, give me contested strength checks. 
Um, it is a seven. A, a seven is not going to be good enough. Uh, you go to push your way through Nork and into the creature, and as the creature and you smash into each other, uh, it grinds it grinds you to a halt, and uh, you are now grappled by it, occupying the same square. Grappled by it? Okay. Yes. Well. All right, then I guess I can't do anything else this turn. Yes. Uh, you're both occupying the same square. So you're at, you're at the front of the group now. But um, it's got a hold right, of you. Cool. All right, top of the order, Davros. Um, okay. Uh, so... Are there more ghouls in the hallway that are on in the pathway that I put my moonbeam in? Uh, yes, there's ghoul. The ghoul that's occupying the same square is Adam, or Watt, rather. And then to Norik's left, there's two ghouls, one prone and one not. But there's no more in that pathway where I put it? No. Alright, I'm just gonna kind of scoot it over to Norik's left. Alrighty, and it's gonna deal, it's gonna hit that, uh, dude that's lying prone. So let's have him roll a save. He fails to save. Roll 2d10, radiant damage, and double it. Uh, I rolled two fours, so eight doubled to sixteen. Ten, that's twelve. Okay. And now the ghoul's turn, unless you'd like to move somewhere. Uh, what, what, like, okay, so is the party pretty much single file in front of me? Yes, you are at the back end of the party now, by yourself. You know, I'm good. I'm good right here doing exactly that. Alrighty. So, it's the ghoul's <laughs> turn. Uh, the ghoul inside your uh, moonbeam is going to stand up and get the fuck out of that thing. So he's going to step sideways in front of you, Nork. Spending half his moon speed to stand up, and then another five feet to sidestep into the other hallway. Uh, and he's going to attack you, Nork. Probably... To no avail. Yep, it misses. Uh, let's see. Adam, the one in front of you is going to attempt to bite you at advantage. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, 19 to hit. Um, question. Would I have my shield out? Would that add to my AC even though I'm gra grappled? Mm, yes. Okay, then no, it does not hit. Excellent. So it bites the top of your shield. Uh, cool. Finally, the third ghoul uh, is impeded by the moonbeam and cannot get through without taking damage. Uh, but it's not smart enough to understand that. So it's going to run straight through it and try to attack Mel. Yeah, I'm just going to kind of whistle at the other ghoul. Like a, uh, like a... Mel, 18 to hit. Shield. I cast shield. Reaction shield, okay. Uh, it harmlessly claws the shield that burst to life before you. Uh, let's see, Swank roll 2d10 as it passes through and stops inside the moonbeam. Did it... Did it fail? Uh, let's see here. 14 to pass? Uh... Hold on. We're level 4, probably. Uh, does it... Is it, like... Pass by meat or pass by beat. Yeah, meets it, beats it for saves. Yep, then, then he's good. Alright, so he just takes uh, 2d10 uh, and it 
It's just a regular 2d10, it's not doubled. Uh, six and a two, so eight. Okay, that's the ghoul's turn. DJ, your turn. All right. Uh, do I need to try and hide again, Ian? Uh, you will, yes. Uh, okay. Do so at a disadvantage. The ghouls are more aware of your presence because you're not really able to hide very effectively where you are. Okay. And there's nowhere I can move to... Um, not especially, no. Okay, that's fine. Uh, damn. I rolled a nat 20. But... You know, of course, it's a disadvantage. So, uh, it's eight plus my. You're hidden. Self. Yeah, eight, uh, fifteen, something yeah. like that. Yeah, their passive perception isn't. Damn, girl. Okay, yeah. So that's that. All right, now I want to uh, attack. I guess the the closest one to me, with my arrow. All right, roll to hit. All right. Do I get advantage? Is anyone? You do. Uh, you're firing at Adam, at the one that's grappling. Okay. Yeah, that works. All right. So let me... Oh, damn. Golly. That's uh, 10. Wait, no, that's a, no, wait. Sorry, that's a 14, not a 4. That's okay. a hit. Yeah, so that's, yeah, 20 total. All that's right, a hit. So uh, yes, you will likely kill it no matter what, but go ahead and roll sneak attack. Actually, I think even the, your your dex alone kills it, but go ahead and roll damage. Alright. Alright, that's one, five, two. So that's eight plus four. Twelve. Alright, uh, Watt, you're standing there, like, holding onto this thing, for, trying to keep it from biting you. An arrow zips over your shoulder and strikes the creature in the mouth. Uh, its tongue uh, which is quite long, almost uh, almost a two-foot tongue, kind of like rolls out of its mouth onto your shoulder as its head falls back a limp. <laughs> Gross. Okay, the moonbeam is... Is the moonbeam still active? Yes. Cool, I'm just going to toss the dead body into the moonbeam. Okay. <laughs> it hits the moonbeam <laughs> and just eviscerates. Cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Uh, what, well, uh, give me a... Uh, I like that. You can have an inspiration die. Yeah. Aw, that's sweet. Thanks, babe. Yeah, you're welcome. So, uh, it's Norik's turn. Norik, there are two left. To your left and one to your right. Okay. Um, where's the where's the moonbeam at? To your left, there is a ghoul occupying it. Um. Get them. Same thing, just gonna slash at it with my greatsword. Roll to hit. What was that roll? 16. 16's a hit. And that'll be 9 damage again. 9 damage. You cut that one down. It's leaving only one gold, the one directly in front of you. Can I... Am I able to cast a cantrip as a bonus action? Yes. Well, no, right. hang on. I don't believe so. I think that's an ability you get later. Um, let me... Let me check. I think when you make a weapon attack... Let's see here. It's an Eldritch Knight ability, but I don't think you have it at level 4. Because it's before everyone gets extra attack. 
Yeah, I think unless unless it says you can cast it as a bonus action, unless a spell is a bonus action spell. Written down. Let me check. A B C D E F. It's it's one action. So no, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be able to do it. Yes, but I'm thinking that there is a fighter ability later there on. There is. I think it's a uh, level six. Let's see here. It's level seven, war magic. Beginning at seventh level, when you use your action to cast a cantrip, you can make one weapon attack as a bonus action. So it's inverted from what you were thinking, but yeah. um, still, just food for thought later. Okay, that's your turn, Mel. You're up. There's one ghoul left. Um. <clears throat> One ghoul left? Mm-hmm. Uh, Toll the dead. Actually, no. No, fireball. I'm going to fireball. Uh, 21. Is a hit. Nine damage. Nine. Nine, 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 nine. All right. I am not on your turn. The ghoul stays standing, uh, looking particularly roasted. Alright, one more Eldritch Blast. Roll the hit. That Ooh. is a 16. That's a hit. Roll damage. That is 12 points of damage. Alright, you put it down. Good. I want to throw it like a Hadouken. <laughs> Hadouken! <laughs> <laughs> Alright. The last ghoul falls. The hallway falls as the stench of the ghouls continues to permeate through your noses, uh, sickening you and mm. making you wish uh, it was home-cooked pie or something more pleasant. Delicious. Uh, so you're at this T-section. You see basically uh, right, left, and forward, Nork. Uh, Amnon, not, sorry, not Amnon, Watt, you look down behind you, uh, where you in that hallway you ran down. Uh, uh, some wooden steps that travel down to another uh, like dirt path that leads off to the left and the right. And uh, Nork, you see a path that goes up in front of you that hooks off to the left. And then once again, the path to your left, Nork, goes down for a little bit before hooking to the right. So you've got right, le uh, right, forward, or left. And don't listen to DJ. Make your own decision. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming, like, oh, you know, here, I, you know, I totally forgot about this. The ghostly whales are coming from the direction Amnon, not Amnon, Watt is standing in. Would I be able to tell that? Yes. Okay. Cool. It sounds like it's more in your head than. Of course, all the sounds are in my head in this house. It's convenient, but not fun. <laughs> follow the whales. Okay. Uh, Nork, you clean off your blade and uh, trudge down the steps and you walk past Watt, who's probably standing there with a stupid grin like, oh, I found the way we should go. <laughs> I'm just waiting for someone else to lead, man. Uh, Nork, you get to the top of the steps and uh, you see these wooden steps are aged and uh, riddled with mold and uh, rot over the hundreds of years they've been there. Uh, and you see that there's actually no dust on them, though. 
Okay. Um, how far down is this flight of steps? Like, how many, how many steps are we talking? It's about a five foot walk down these steps. Not, not, not particularly long. Um. Can I? What you thinking? Steps. I'd, I'd hate to like step on them and then like you know fall through them into a trap. Um. Can I? You have a you, you have a rogue for this. Oh yeah, yeah. that's right. <laughs> yeah, he's supposed to do all the dirty work while we we do the actual adventuring. It's okay. Hey, hey, wait a second. <laughs> DJ, come check this for traps. Do what? Traps. All right. Looks yeah. suspicious. All right, I'm gonna check it for traps then. All right, go ahead and give me an investigation check. Alrighty. Uh, mm, nineteen total. I forgot out of so, math. You kind of like lean forward, DJ, and examine the steps, and you notice the traps. Uh, that there is a trap. All these steps have a dead weight on them, so that each plank will snap upon every step down. And uh, you notice that the dirt is sitting upon a very fine layer of what looks to be like netting. Ooh. I make sure to let the party know about this trappy trap. It's not a very particularly long jump. You could probably just drop uh, jump over the stairs down to the next landing. And Can I that, use... that doesn't look like it's trapped, does it? No, it looks like uh, more of the tunnel, more of the tunnel floor. Question: okay, I, sorry, could I use mending to possibly prevent the board from breaking and us falling? Uh, yes, you can. Well, actually, no, you can't. You can only mend something back into existence. Uh, you can't make something better than what it was. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. DJ just says, uh, we're gonna, looks like we're gonna have to jump over this. DJ, you want me to just toss you? I'm gonna grab... DJ's standing next to me, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just gonna kind of, like, grab him by the back of the cloak, shirt, whatever, and, uh, jump down the steps with him. <laughs> Alright, uh, go ahead and give me an athletics check. I'm having flashbacks hey, of my door. DJ's ready to make an acrobatics <laughs> check in case this doesn't work out in Norik's favor. I'm actually proficient uh, in athletics, so I hope I didn't just jinx myself. Oh, thank God. Uh, you Woo! leap easily over the steps and land on the outside, uh, holding DJ by the scruff of his uh, shirt and set him down. <clears throat> DJ like brushes off his shoulders like Yeah, that wasn't uh, that wasn't too bad. Thanks. I guess. Um, so I'm I'm next in the line, right? Well Watt's standing there next to you. Yeah. If I can next... Watt help me jump over this <laughs> some way. Um I mean if, I... if sure. Do you want yeah. him to toss? Do you want him to toss you? Or you want to just make an acrobatics check to get over the top of it? I guess I could or, do acrobatics. Would you rather me like grab you and jump across, holding you? Does anybody get impatient and jump while while Mel's debating that? No, I, I, I just I, I stand there for a few seconds, take a deep breath, and 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 I make the jump. Okay, give me an acrobatics check. Well, you hope you make the jump. Hey, Ian. 17. Would I have one or two wild shapes left? 
One. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> Fuck. Use the first one. If I had two, I was just gonna burn one and fly over this. We haven't. We haven't. Uh, had yeah, a long rest. rest. No. Yeah. We. Oh, man. <laughs> so, uh, Watt, you're next. Uh, Mel, you make it across with the. Awesome. Uh, could I make it in athletics instead of acrobatics? Yeah, it's whatever you prefer. Yeah, athletics, please. Um, that is an 11. You make it with ease. Cool. All right, well, I guess my turn? Yeah. All right, acrobatics, here we go. That is a 15. You make it with ease. <laughs> Dapros. Oh, this is boring. Someone needs to fall. This is the check for this? Is it like three? It's probably like a ten. It's like a five. That's five, <laughs> five foot jump. Got a plus three. You bet I fail it. Eleven. <laughs> Eleven. <laughs> Eleven. <laughs> you make it across with ease. <laughs> you make it with ease. Please select your floor calmly and clearly. So you see to your right and left uh, in this hallway. Uh, there's more stairs going down to where the chanting is coming from. And to your right, you see a long hallway that leads back off in the direction that you kind of started in almost, it, it looks like. Kind of to the east, which is where the dungeon began. And you guys are now more closer to the west side of the dungeon. Um, having looked at that house model upstairs, would I kind of know the, where we're supposed to be going towards the monster? Well, the house model didn't actually detail the, uh, didn't actually detail the basement. Okay, so it didn't show? No. Stopped. Uh, I mean, the chanting's coming from the stairwell to your, to your left. I mean, Watt's not going to lead the party to make That's the decision. That's Nork. I think Nork was going to do it. Which way you want to go, Nork? Go to the left, towards the scary chanting. Okay. I love Jumanji. <laughs> <laughs> so you descend the stairwell without any more traps mind you uh down to the basement level of this basement like area um sure. down another subfloor basically i thought we were already in the basement yeah you're <laughs> This, this isn't is just any. Basement. This is yeah, this isn't just advanced any basement. Basement. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So you enter into what looks to be like a reliquary, uh, ghostly chanting emanating uh, from an area fills this room, and you can discern a dozen or so voices saying over and over again, now very clearly, and distinct. He is ancient. He is the land. He is ancient. He is the land. Over and over again. Uh, you guys enter into what looks to be like a, a large rectangular shaped room with uh, several alcoves built into it. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Looks to be like 13 or so alcoves. Anything yes. in the alcoves that we notice? Yes, it looks like the cult has amassed several relics, I guess you could call them, that is used, that it used in its rituals. Uh, these items... Look to be of a variety of, of niche uses and uh, are yeah, interesting to say the least. Uh, you see uh, it's a mummified yellow hand with sharp claws. 
Uh, Nork, you immediately recognize a goblin's hand. Kind a of knife? That... Hmm? Uh, that pisses me off just a little bit when I see that. You see a small knife carved from human bone in the next alcove. A dagger with a rat skull set into the pommel, if cool. anybody's feeling edgy. Yeah, if anybody wants to add a dagger to their inventory, you can. <laughs> Wait, is it, can I check it for traps? I might want to do that. I don't know. <laughs> he's like whispering in his mic. <laughs> <laughs> he's scared it's of like the possibility. Dejo's thinking aloud <laughs> in character. Sounds like a kind of cool dagger. I'm going to check for traps on that thing. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, DJ, you can see that it's not trapped. Dejo's feeling kind of edgy, I think. Um... <laughs> All right, you, you you reach up and you take this. Wait, hold this on, deck. I'm scared. Uh... I told you that there's no traps on it. <laughs> I'm still. I'm just gonna take. He just takes it. Too tempting. Do you put like a bag of sand in his? The platform starts to sink into the ground. <laughs> oh a boulder giant appears. boulder. <laughs> do you hear Indiana Jones go? Oh no. Do I get the dagger? Yes, you get the dagger. It's, there's nothing particularly fancy about it. It's just a dagger with a rat skull. All right. I would have uh, laughed if you were like, no, you don't get it. It's too high. <laughs> so you see an eight-inch diameter orb varnished, and it's made from something that looks to be organic almost or material. Uh, let's go ahead and have Mel and Amnon roll Arcana checks on this item. Oh, you know it. I suck at Arcana. That is a five, my good sir. Oh, 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 Ian, oh, I, I know all the things. It's like a 20-something. I don't feel like doing the math. It's definitely over a 25. So, Mel, you're examining this eye, and it looks to be made out of uh, living tissue and varnished so that it, it becomes a little harder and more solid. But what you're looking at is the eye of a Nothic. It's a baleful creature that lives in the Underdark. Uh, and it's a cursed arcana, somebody who, uh, rather than gaining the godlike supremacy they crave, wizards become devoted to their lives of unearthing arcane secrets and are reduced to creeping, tormented creatures. Uh, basically, they possess a strange magical eye that is uh, both terrifying and beautiful. And uh, they lurk around magical places, typically, and uh, are, like, constantly hungering for... Uh, like more knowledge and uh, also have a gaze uh, famous for rotting the skin off of somebody upon looking at them. And, and I see this eye. Mm -hmm. You see, it's an orb that's varnished, made from the eye of Nothic, but it's uh, it, it looks to be made. It's no longer the eye. It's kind of like the base of it is the eye. Hmm. And is there is there some is there anything that I could use like use this for like a ritual or an arcane or... focus if you'd like arcane focus oh that sounds pretty cool actually yeah I will take it so what what's it called uh what's it called it's yeah. uh it's just an orb but you can call it a nothic orb if you'd like not nothic mm -hmm. n o t h i c more like thanks for nothing. 
Eh, four to ten. Alright. <clears throat> I'll take it. That was bad. Yeah. I feel bad. Spell it N O T H I C. Thick. Yes. <laughs> so, um, beside that in the alcove directly next to it, you see an aspergillum carved from human bone. Uh, to those of you that don't know what an aspergillum is, it's like if you've been to church, um, or like a mass or anything like that, it's what they fling holy water on the crowd with. It's ah. The, yeah, it's that, it's that, it's, it's a staff with like a little ball on the end of it and it flings whole, like holy water from it. Is there anything I'm gonna inspect it. Like, can I do a religion it's, check on it? What's it? You you can. Um, and not can tell you that it's a. Uh, an, uh, it has symbols of Osbies on all over it, like all over it. It's yeah. a necromantic. It's a necromantic aspergillum. Oh my! Uh, see, like you go to lift it up and you see that on the like the edges of it around the holes where the water would seep through, it looks like there's uh, dried blood. That's kind of. I'm metal. guessing. Blood was flung out of it, not holy water. Yes. Gross. Metal. I'm just gonna, so, gonna disgustedly set that back down. Uh, beside that, you see a folded cloak made from stitched skin. Uh, you look at it, and the skin looks to be like uh, of an undead creature, similar and not at all unlike the ones you fought upstairs. Um, is there any anything magic about it, or, or nope, nope? Just made of people's skin. Cloak made of skin. Uh, you see, a, uh, in the next alcove, a desiccated frog lashed to a stick. Uh, Eric, roll an Arcana check. Okay. Ah, if I could pick up my dice. <laughs> uh, twenty-two. Um, at first glance, Eric, you mistake it for a wand of polymorph, but upon further inspection, you realize that it's nothing but a cheap imitation. I, I break it. <laughs> Frustration ensues. <laughs> Not good enough for him. Um, oh my gosh, this is, n oh, nope, this is a fake. Just to bug him, I'm gonna mend him soon. <laughs> okay. Uh, so you see a you see a bag uh, like a, a little brown burlap bag and it just reeks it smells awful it's cinched tight closed ooh opening the bag uh it's a bag ooh. full of bag guano yeah, it is <laughs> <laughs> if you want to go set it on the on the like like the front door of the house afterwards and set it on fire you can then ring the doorbell ding dong <laughs> uh, in the next alcove, you see a half severed finger. We see a severed finger. Yeah, a hag's severed finger. Ah, oh, okay, 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 okay. Uh, in the alcove beside that, you see a tall wooden figurine of a mummy. Its face unwrapped and its arms crossed over its chest. Uh, let's see here. How many of you guys are there? There's six. Yeah, Ian, I take. I, I take the hag's finger, by the way. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's good. You never know. Hey, you never know when you need a hag's finger. There are so twice you, a week you... where I, I think that to myself. Uh, let's see. So, uh, Amnon, you approach the uh, 
the, the little wooden mummy figure to examine it, and you see that its face is not at all unlike yours. In fact, carved into the wood are horns that mimic just like yours. I don't like that. Sorry, Amnon does not like that. He he gets the heebie-jeebies. Is <laughs> Zorbdok intrigued? <laughs> He's like, ah! <laughs> no, no, he doesn't like it either. <laughs> uh, I, so. I, I hope Amnon actually goes up there and is like, I don't like that. No, <laughs> out yeah. loud. He, he out, out loud says, I don't like that. And then Zarbdok agrees, and that's like the first time that Zarbdok has been truly freaked out the entire time of being in the in this house. Mm-hmm. What, what, so, what don't you like about it? It it can't just it looks like me. I don't I don't I, I don't see the resemblance. The, Is this like a cousin or something? Is that horns, dude? DJ DJ goes up there and says, "Oh yeah, that looks exactly like you." Hey, we we found one of your relatives. Are you are you racist against tieflings? Not at do all. We, do we all look alike to you? I mean, I mean only on Tuesdays. <laughs> well, I mean, so, you know, in the right uh, lighting. Directly beside that an alcove, you see a six. No, sorry, an iron pendant. Adorned with the face of what looks to be like uh, perhaps a devilish deity of some sort. Uh, upon closer inspection, you realize it must be a mock impression of Osbius, Amnon. Mm. It fits the description. Uh, finally, you see a shrunken, shriveled head of a gnome. It doesn't look like me, does it? Um. Yes. <laughs> it, it does like, now. Like, like it looks exactly like me. It has a really good beard. <laughs> a I really good beard. A brother, DJ. DJ's like visibly like horrified. Like you just kind of, you, you see him just kind of like feel his face, like uh, stare oh. at this thing. So finally, <laughs> sorry, uh, one more alcove. You see a small wooden coffer, which is like just like a little wooden chest, basically. Does it look like me? <laughs> is it? Uh, DJ, uh, I was just kidding about the uh, the dagger. It was trapped. It has a touch of death spell on it. You die. Grew <laughs> <laughs> <Earth> in pieces. <laughs> I'm curious as to what's in this box. What's in the box? So you approach the box and open it up? Yeah. So you swing it open, and inside of it, you see what looks to be like a dried uh, and preserved tongue. Uh, closer inspection, uh, especially if you show it to Davros, reveals that it's a direwolf's tongue. It's a what? Direwolf's tongue. Oh. You know, I'm guessing. Like, upon closer inspection, it looks vaguely similar to your tongue, what? Oh my god. Um... <laughs> After seeing all these, can I roll some kind of check related in some way? Like, all these objects together could be used for some kind of... Mm, it's unlikely that you'd probably be able to discern any kind of ritualistic purpose behind it, other than they were used as, as ritualistic items. Uh, Amnon would probably actually probably have an even better chance of knowing about it, since you read about their religion. Yeah, I, 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 I'd, I'd do a little religion check. Just to... You may it. roll an advantage because you read the book about it. 
And Ooh. you actually might want to spend some time to share that information with Watt at some point because it'll be relevant to him as well. Oh. Yeah, and I got a seven. At advantage. Uh, that's, that's with advantage. You're just staring at this mummy like, I don't like this. <laughs> <laughs> so. I just feel very uneasy about this entire room. Uh, you guys uh, notice that the chanting, uh, which. Uh, is now louder, kind of starts coming to a, a, an almost thudding like thunder uh, that kind of like shakes the sounds of what be, appears to be like a metal gate to your right. Um, you look down at the base of this rectangular room, and there's two ways out in addition to the way you came in. Um, it looks like there's uh, a small pathway that leads to a, um, a pool of standing water, and uh, you see like a portcullis which extends up to the ceiling. And to its right, uh, you see an exit uh, with what looks to be like a sign above the exit written in a language that none of you understand. I, and before someone says, like, wait, no, what if I speak it? I have the eyes of the runekeeper, uh, Eldritch Invocation, so I can so read can... all writing. Very interesting. Ian, real quick. It, it does say prison. Prison? Mm hmm. Ian, uh, real quick, uh, I, I take the tongue. Okay. Yeah, I, I want that. Okay. <laughs> the stick in your your black cauldron later. Oh, got you. Oh yeah, I'm I'm collecting right now. <laughs> you know. Yeah, for for flavor for that, just imagine that uh, Amnon's eyes wide over, and like Zargot kind of takes control for up uh, for a little bit and reads it, and then <laughs> changes changes back to its normal yellow color. And mm -hmm. he knows that it's, he, it says prison. Just for flavor purposes. Sure. Like white chocolate. Sure. Uh, so you know that to your left, it looks to be like... Uh, you have to walk down to the port calls to see into the big room there. But you know that to your right, there's a pathway that leads to what is just a prison of some sort. So yeah, I, I share with everybody that 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 language that nobody, none of us speak, says prison. And that, How do you know that says prison? Um, I I have my ways. Teacher just goes along with it, I guess. DJ, <laughs> uh, interestingly enough. Uh, the chanting is coming from the room with like a little bit of water built around the standing, like with some water standing at the base of it. DJ, you see written in a scrawl uh, underneath the uh, prison wall uh, what looks to be like thieves can't. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. What does it say? You walk over and uh, it says entrance uh, with an arrow pointing to the left. Uh, and it looks like it's indicating that the entrance is somewhere in the prison. The entrance to something. Hmm. So, like, I guess, I guess a thief obviously wrote it right. But I yeah, guess... there's nobody else could 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 have indicated this. Okay. So DJ DJ points this out. He tells the party and says, "There's some. There's an entrance to something here. Maybe it's a way out." An entrance to the outside. I don't know. An entrance An to the out. 
Well, so, uh, uh, what do you guys want to do? You've got the two entrances here, or the two two different rooms to go into. So the room that the chanting's coming from is is the not, the one not a prison, and then we have the. Uh, the yeah, person. there's an iron there's an iron gate. You can actually walk down there and like pass through the water and uh like you can like walk up and like wrap your hands around the gate and glance inside that room if you want to. Is this like a large amount of standing water or is it like uh It's uh, about two feet of standing water. Oh shit. I I mean if there's a gate, we really don't have an option. We gotta go through the prison. Well I mean you can still go down there and look like you could look into the room if you want. You can't see into the from inside oh, yeah. this reliquary. Yeah, let's look into the room. What did you say? Some are, are... How deep did you say the water was? About, it's about two feet. Oh, okay. DJ, how tall are you? Yeah, I'd like to uh, look through the gate. I'm a little bit over three feet. Well, I think DJ should scout up ahead and look through that gate. <laughs> I'm three feet four. Here, guys. So, who approaches Okay, I'll go up to the gate and take DJ with me. Okay. All right. Put him up on your shoulder or something? Yeah. Keep him out of the okay. water. Okay. So, you approach the gate, and it looks like the gate is pretty pretty close together. The the, the rods are going to keep somebody of a large size from getting through. Uh, DJ, with a proper acrobatics check, you could probably slip through the gate. Oof. Uh, in addition to that, you see, uh, Watt, when you approach this room, a huge, huge ritual room. Uh, you're standing in a small portcullis, which is blocked by a rusty iron. Uh, wait, the portcullis is a rusty iron thing. Uh, and it looks like you might be able to forcibly lift it with some help. Otherwise, the portcullis can only be raised by what looks to be like a little wooden turning wheel to the left of it. Uh, you see it just along the wall. Would thaumaturgy work on said wooden wheel? No. So, okay, so we're at the gate, right? Correct? Yeah, you and yes. me are. Okay, so I can either squeeze through. Is it? Is there, a like, a lock or something on here that I could maybe try and pick? No, it looks like it's uh, by, like, a, a, a deadbolt system. Uh, okay. Or not a deadbolt system, but it's it's got, like, a wheel on the opposite side, kind of like a siege gate. Yeah, okay. So I if you slip saying. through the bars, you could turn that wheel and yeah, but I that could. Sounds... Is there a wheel I mean, on our side of the gate too? There's not. Okay. And you, this, I mean, you can also try to just lift the gate up as well. So that's always another option as well. So, uh, I just can I get one thing clear real quick? This is the. Is, is this the one the room that says prison? That said prison? No, this is not. Okay. The room that said prison is open, right? Yes. And that said entrance on it in Thieves' Cant, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Dijo suggests that we try going that way first, perhaps. The room that you guys are looking at right now, or prison? No, the the, the other room. The one that, that's already open. The one that I'm said entrance ask... on it. Or wait, yeah, the prison. Sorry. Yeah. I'm going to ask, I mean, the guy that wrote it was a thief. Can we trust him? I'm a thief. Question still stands. <laughs> <laughs> I think typically that's kind of stuff is used for other thieves who are, you know, it's it's kind of a, kind of a together thing, you know. 
to help other thieves out. That's typically what that's for. I got you. So. I mean, I'm down to try it. I mean. Probably. What, like, okay. what, what, is, what does the rest of the party think? What should we should we try and open up this gate? Or go through the other way first. And the chanting is coming from this room that's beyond the gate, correct? Yes. If I don't it gets like us out of here faster, let's do it. I don't like that chanting, that's for sure. Um, I'm with DJ. Where I'm, 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 whatever he wants. Okay, I, right. I, I, we can check out the prison. All right, let's go check out the so, prison. You out guys, of character. Walk... I really hope I don't need you guys astray. So you guys head down this prison entrance, go down, and you see what look to be like rows and rows of prison cells. Uh, the cultists looks like they shackled up people in here uh, to the back walls of the alcoves in this room. You see that the prisoners are long gone, bones litter the floor. Uh, and it, it's just... It looks bad. It, it looks like this is probably where people were kept and, and murdered and killed and captured by the cult. Uh, you see a variety of bones and things here. Um, you see... In one of the cells, the bones of a dwarf, and in another cell, the bones of a uh, of a uh, a dragon bull. No need. A, a dwarf and a what else? And a dragonborn. Oh, would we recognize them, me and Davros? You see that the skull of the dragon scar, yeah, like scratched into the bone along one of the eyes, just like the dragonborn you saw upstairs. Hmm. That's gonna. Watts just gonna be like, aw, as he sees that. He's gonna say what? Just aw, just kind of sad looking at it. Uh, you find also in the uh, middle right cell in the back uh, corner of it, the middle cells are larger on each side. There's one to the right and one to the left directly in the center of this prison. Uh, there is what looks to be like uh, a human clad in like nice robes that kind of resemble the cult uh and you see his boned uh hands chained up and a ring on one of his hands anything special about the ring yeah i want to go investigate that ring you walk over and you see the ring uh on the man up in the dining room hall Ooh. oh that was the that was the dad. Wait. No, 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 no. The no. ring. You're talking about the one, the guy that the stood, head. that stood back up. Yeah. Oh. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a that was a good while ago. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a minute. Man. Okay. I want to. I want to take that ring. <laughs> so you reach over and you start to slide the ring off, and you see the head whip up. And its eyes look at you. You uh, see the center of the skull has a chip in it where an, uh, a bolt has struck it. Oh. You see the the jaw on it go to speak as the left side of it falls off. And where the bolt hit it in the forehead, it begins to disintegrate away, Mel. As the uh, arm on the chain breaks its chain as the ring slides off as it attempts to strike at you, and it crumbles to pieces, disintegrating on the ground. The huh. ring is in your hand. Cool. 
<laughs> All of you see Mel's go like, huh, cool, and turn away from the disintegrating skull. Just walks away unscathed from that jump scare. So now I have a... That's nothing new to him. You gaze at this at this ring with the emerald stone in it, with the symbol of Osbius etched into the center of it. Um, so I, uh, I, I, I kind of examine the ring and I'm like, so, uh, anybody want this? We could probably sell this. Might be worth some, some money. Does it have anything magical about it that we can sell? Negative Ghost Rider. Yeah, that, no, no, no magic, but, you know, what's it made out of, gold? Gold with an emerald in the center. That's a good chunk of change. Yeah, might be able to get a get a couple hundred gold out of this. So, so DJ, uh, you kind of scanning around, uh-huh. uh, and you're looking around here, and you see uh, etched and scratched into one of the uh, one of the uh, prison cells, that center big one, uh, mm-hmm. a symbol of, of thieves can't that says freedom. Uh, etched into it, and you see on the in the same set what looks to be like a small halfling-sized skeleton uh, with a, a pen in its uh, in its hand, with uh, a what looks to be like a stone-cutting quill. Hmm. Something used in thieves' can't. All right. I I I make sure to examine the cell and make. Does it look particularly dangerous or anything? You see a brick out of place on the wall. Uh, what should be nothing but cobblestone sidewall. You see a single actual brick from the exterior of the house. Okay. Can I investigate this? Like... Uh, yeah, so you, you look at it, DJ, and it sits loosely in the wall as if it had been placed there. Well, uh, I guess let me... Uh, let me check out the, uh, halfling first before I do that. And I, I make sure to tell everyone what, what the thieves can't stuff says. DJ points out the brick to you guys. Which yeah. over the body. He's only, the only thing of interest on him is the quill. I guess I'll, uh, I'll pick it up. Okay. Add, you can just add stone cutting quill to your, okay. uh. Inventory. It allow you okay. to draw secret symbols on on actual stone. Okay. Cool. I find it very suspicious that he is pointing out where how to get out of here with free like freedom, but his body is still here. Yeah, that's uh, does does it, Amnon says that out loud, right? Yeah. Okay. Dijo agrees. He says, "Yeah, it is rather suspicious." Do I see? You, any, you I, hear the sound of somebody go? Yeah, that is kind of weird, isn't it? And uh, you all turn to face the, uh, the, the the sound of the voice. And you see Straw leaned up against the uh, the wall in his physical form, it appears. Uh, kind of like looking at the brick wall. And he kind of points a finger at it. And he's like, I, I remember when I let that guy in here to investigate these assholes. He was supposed to get back to me. And he, he just never came back. Can you believe the gall to stand up me? Honestly. You see him kind of like whisk a wine glass to his hand and he takes a sip. Uh, 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 all, all of us at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, out of curiosity, it wasn't you that killed him, was it? Uh, he kind of like, kind of like spins the wine in his uh the uh, glass as he seemed kind of like shake it in each cheek, uh, tasting the wine, and he goes like, "Purple Dragon Crush." Thank you, by the way, Mel. Wait, what? Wait, where's my bottle? Did you take my bottle of wine? <laughs> oh, look at my bag. Is my bottle of wine gone? You look inside the bag, and you see it's about... Do you do anything, Mel? It's about half full. You cut out. You cut out. Yeah, yeah. cut out. Absolutely. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, you look inside your bag, and you see that the wine bottle's half... Half, half empty. Sure. <laughs> or half full. Depends on how you look at it. I'm, I'm just like... How did, but wait, how does he know Mel's name? Did you say that in character? Yeah. He kind of grins and says, "Indeed, how?" I think he I says, my name. He says, "You know what's going on here?" Oh, uh, just the cult and their mad continuing to worship me even in their undeath. Uh, you missed it, actually. Upstairs, the uh, the two leaders of the cult were waiting to pop out some closets and scare you, but you managed to walk right past them. So, um, no worries. Um, they'll be there on your way out if you intend to find them. Uh, anyway, uh, I'm proud of you for making it this far. Not as you have died, and uh, I'm here to tell you that this this place right here could change that. Also, I'm here to tell you. He's he he, he says flagging a finger at you guys excitedly. Uh, congratulations for getting all the way down here, and uh, you are now next in line for getting paid to take out this cult by me. So, if uh, you'd like to do my work for me, I'd be happy to pay you. Fucking he Scott walks over. The worst game show host ever. You're next in line to kill this cult. <laughs> he he walks over to um to Mel, and kind of like sticks the wine glass back into Mel's hand, and uh, he says. Please, turn me down. And he grins. How much How much are you paying? He says, depends on how well you do. We'll start with a thousand gold. Why, 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 why should we help you? He looks at you, Dejo, and says, like, why indeed? Uh, you're not leaving this house until you finish your work. And I'm telling you that your work is finished when you go in that room. Oh, which, which room is he talking about, Ian? He points to the brick. That room? Okay. What's well, what's in there? He grins and says, ah, Some final things that must sweep under the rug. What say you, then? Hey, Strad, buddy. I know we just met, but uh, can we make that 1,200 instead? Well, it's a very evenly between six people. Roll, roll it, roll a persuasion. Oh, right, let's see how that was. Let's get plus zero. Seventeen. Oh, not bad. Uh, you see him look at you, and he goes like, "Oh, wow, you're precocious, aren't you? Very curious about what 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 you can get away with with me. Uh, I'll tell you 
what my answer to this is. Uh, no, and now it's 600 gold and your lives. Mel, let's just take it, all right? Fair enough. All right. 600. And your lives, he says with a grin. What, what, what do you mean? lives? Hey, at least 600 gold splits evenly. That's all I care about. <laughs> okay. He uh, oh. he spins on his heel and uh, says, don't, don't mind me. I'm just in the rafters watching. And uh, you see him kind of poof into a bat and flap up into the darkness of the ceiling. So, the thing we've been trying to hunt down and kill the whole We want to take care of this real quick? And we were going to kill it anyway, so... I, I mean, to be fair, we were going to kill it anyway before we knew there was money involved. But now there is money involved. Yeah, so... I don't, I don't know how I feel about this straw guy. But I suppose we don't have a choice. Yeah, I was about to say, we don't really have much of a choice in this instance, because I don't think we're going to get out of here without killing that thing, or at least without his help. So, I mean, there's nothing we can do to really... Um, we just kind of got to play ball. All right. All right. Well, DJ, lead the way. All right. DJ, as long as there's nothing else in here for us. Dijo removes the brick. The wall shudders and sinks in a bit before extending itself up into the ceiling. You look inside and you see a huge ritual chamber. But we're out of time. Oh, nuts. I was going to say that. <laughs> so, uh, you can catch us next week on your Daily Dungeon to find out the epic conclusion of Death House and what's going to happen to the party. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening, and uh, we look forward to catching you guys on episode nine. Yes, nine, 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 nine. As in, oh. no, 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 no. Don't miss this episode. <laughs> uh, uh, the whole podcast hey. is canceled. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys for listening. Catch you next week.